raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favourite things. Yes, Favourites is the segment, Favourites is the podcast, and uh, today's guest, uh, I get a little bit annoyed with uh, with life uh, in general because uh, today's guest uh, burst onto the scene uh, in 1977, and at that age I was six, um, <laughs> And he, but he looks younger than I do now, uh, <laughs> so I think life has been kind to him and cruel to me. Marty Rose, <laughs> Hello. Wow, what an intro. Thank you so much. You, you look great, mate. I saw you a couple of weeks ago. You look fantastic. Oh, thank you. You're very, you're very kind indeed. You're taller than me. I hate you. Oh, well, <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. I have got that over you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll wear that with pride. That's good. Okay. <laughs> now, so Marty Rose, um, a great name in Australian music, uh, like Izzy Die and many others, uh, I guess you get labelled as a survivor because you know, careers come and go, but uh, you, know, you started in 77, still going strong now with the Marty Rose band, still doing gigs. Yes. So that's a great thing. Well, 77 is when I put out my single with Mushroom Records, the first song I ever wrote. Is that what you're talking about? Is that yeah. what you're referring to? 77? Because I was already working before that in bands and cover bands. And oh, so like you're that. even older. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. It's my birthday next week and I'll be 67. So. Oh, wow. No, well, you certainly don't look it. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm blushing. Alright, so, so let's go back to the start then. When did Marty Rose first decide that music was the, uh, the thing that he wanted to do? Oh, ever since I first heard Elvis, I think it was, I was four. And then the Fab Four came along and that was it. I dropped Elvis like a hot, uh, bucket of, um, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And all I wanted was beetle boots and a guitar. I had the, the long hair and, uh, yeah, I was seven. Is Just that madly, right? mad, like, like millions of musicians who were inspired by the Beatles. So was I. Actually, and the fact that they played their own instruments and wrote songs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You actually don't look too dissimilar to Paul McCartney, I must say. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that before. Yeah, I think it's the eyes. Yeah, it's a good thing I love him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Elvis originally, then the Beatles. I, I actually I saw Elvis the musical uh, not long ago, and um, and they, they sort of hinted on that that. Yeah, Elvis burst onto the scene, but when the Beatles started, Elvis was sort of labelled as a bit sort of uncool. He he was he was a thing of the past. Uh, well, he was. He, well, he, oh, he was, mate. If it wasn't for Elvis, it'd be no Beatles. I love Elvis. But yeah. He kind of he went backwards. He started off really cool, and then you know a few of his songs were a little bit you know ordinary. But but I, I shouldn't say that because he he was great. Everything he touched was just. Mm. And that voice, the voice he had was yeah. just unbelievable, yeah. Yeah. Moody Blues, that's the one I don't like. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that, yeah. <laughs> I, I, Wooden Heart is the one that lets me down. I, oh, boring. Oh, that was my dad's favourite song, that one. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to sing it for him on the piano, yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Um, I, 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 I go Jailhouse Rock any day. That's that's. Oh, that's all right, Mama. All those really early songs. You know, just quickly, I heard George Harrison go to one of his Las Vegas shows, and he went backstage to greet him and all that. And he and he walked out. He goes, "I felt like telling Elvis, just put on a pair of blue suede shoes, a pair of jeans, and a t-shirt, and sing. That's all right, Mama." <laughs> so that's how I feel about Elvis. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Early stuff was brilliant. 
All right, so young Marty Rose, he's, he's loved Elvis, he's now into, into the Beatles. When was the first appearance? When was the first gig? Me, my first gig was at my mother's, mum used to work for Fletcher Jones and uh, in Brunswick here where I grew up in Brunswick and I went to the picnic and there was a band on and I could, that's when I just started learning how to play guitar and they let me get up and sing and I sang Little Red Riding Hood, remember that? Yeah. Down, 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 yeah, what, oh, the Pharaohs, something in the Pharaohs and I sang Little Red Riding Hood and it went out really well because I was just a tiny little kid with a big guitar, a big electric guitar. Yeah. I'd never played an electric guitar. And uh, then uh, I just fell in love with music. I was always, that's all I thought about. And I, when I first got my first acoustic guitar, I still have, I used to sleep with it. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I learned wonderful. how to play the guitar. Everybody thinks I play piano, but the guitar was my first instrument. And uh, mum and dad were supportive of a music career, or did they? You know, Absolutely. You've, you've, you've got to Absolutely. be an accountant or a tax agent or something, and music was only no. to be a hobby. My dear mother was behind me 100%, but she thought when I left school and I joined a band, and I wasn't making any money, she goes, if I'd have known that, I thought you were going to get a real job and just do it on the weekends. But when you love something and you have passion for it, you are getting a musician. They'd rather, you know, it's not about money. It's not about money. It's it's about the passion and the love you have for this art or music, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so now the, the the first sort of success you you got a, a, a record contract was that with uh, would have been with Mushroom probably with Mushroom the- Records I had my, my school buddy who was a year older than me uh, Frank Romano was his name and he was my very first manager so apart from another guy and um, he heard, I want I was in a cover band I wanted to start writing original songs and the boys in the band all had day jobs and they didn't want to know about it. they just like playing on the weekends and picking up girls and stuff, <laughs> stuff like that and uh, so I, I got serious and I played a couple of these songs to, to Frank and he thought they were great we went into the studio um, just to, as demo tapes and we recorded three songs three original songs as Memories of You a song called Get Back what's shopping title and a song called Pretty Woman, and another stupid title, but, you know, it's not, not stupid, it's Pretty Woman's a very famous song. And um, we had Greg Cook. Remember Greg Cook, Chuck? Oh, no, it doesn't ring a bell to me, but, uh, well, but remember, people, I am younger than you. That's true. Oh, that's true. <laughs> a lot of people will know who Greg Cook was, Chuck. He passed away about three, four years ago, and he produced it. Um, he, we did all the harmonies. I played keyboards in it. I, I got some friends to play. Anyway, Frank took it into Mushroom Records, and uh, I was waiting in the car downstairs, all nervous. And he came back and he shook my hand. He goes, "You got a recording contract, boy." I go, "What?" And and he goes, "He really likes you. He says you sound like Billy Joel. You sing like Billy." I go, "Who's Billy Joel?" Because I'd never heard of Billy Joel. Really. Well, Michael had because he'd been to America and he liked the fact that I played the piano and sounded a bit like Billy Joel. And he, that's what he was looking for. He was looking for an original artist who could emulate Billy Joel, I guess, with the original song. And, and I guess, actually, when, when I look at your picture, I, you, I've already said you look like Paul McCartney, but there's a touch of Billy Joel there as well. It's, it's the googly eyes. It is, it's the eyes. Um, and so, like, lo and behold, I had this recording contract. and um, so, But Michael... Like the, the songs, he thought the songs, they were done really well. They were recorded at Armstrong's with a, a really good engineer and the, the playing was really good on it. And um, 
so he, we just went with that. But the only, I would have liked to add a few more things, but he didn't want to. So, uh, and uh, what happens? We got it. I won the jukebox jury on 3XY back in those days. I was driving to my car coming home and Lee Simon was saying, tonight we're going to preview 10, 10 new Australian songs and Dragon and this guy and this guy, Marty Rose. I'm like, what? Wow. So I, up, I rang up all my friends because they had the vote. And I won the jukebox jury uh, against Dragon, get that job. I couldn't believe it. Wow, like, that's a fair effort. Back in those days, I we I rang a couple of friends that we did wasn't like we had mobile phones like we have now and, and the social network. And um, I wanted to get my the next day. Um, I got called into Trix. Why we didn't interview? And they played it every twenty minutes for about a week. That was the deal. Wow. And so the song charted got about twenty nine. Uh, this is sorry. Let me go back a bit. I'm going way ahead of myself. We had to release the song when we released the song. Um, I, this is something that I'm, I know I'm going around in circles, but I want to get this out. Michael Gadinsky, to this day, unfortunately, did not know that I had a fear of flying. Yes. So, so three weeks before the launch, I found out I did a show with S Flight the night before Dallas Brooks with my band uh, support. And then in the morning I did a radio interview with XY and I had to fly to Sydney and Brisbane. Well, I, I didn't eat or sleep for three weeks, just the fear of getting into that airplane. Wow. And on the way back, I, I thought, no, not flying anymore. I can't do this. And I had a three-year contract for one album with three singles. And uh, when I got back, Frank, my manager, had left me. So I wouldn't fly at all because at least he, he was in the airplane. I felt comfortable. I thought, well, you know, nothing will happen if he's in the plane. But if I fly alone, the plane's going to crash. It's just stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Shit. Yeah. And um, anyway, so we got back. The Michael called me into the office and uh, he said, look, the single didn't do great. Uh, he goes, I want you to record track. Uh, Cheryl just put out tracks on my chair. Cheryl's from Scohook. And he goes, that was a really big hit for him. And he goes, I want you to do love letters. And I thought, oh, why, why am I going to go back to doing covers? I don't want to do covers. But we went into the studio. We recorded it. A great little version. My mum loved it. And that's what put me off it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, oh, that's a nice song. And I go, right, that's your not. So what happened is we recorded it. I never went back into the office, never spoke to him. I went back and rejoined my covers band and just through the fear of flying. I just couldn't do it. Wow. So, How about that? But by now I can fly. But I had a lot of other issues going on religious. I was very religious. I was, you know, just a lot of rubbish going on. I was very scared. I was scared to get the plane, train. I still can't get in an elevator. There you go. <laughs> Is that right? Wow. Yeah, claustrophobia. Gee. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it really has, and I'm really lucky that I've survived. Uh, and, you know, that I have. I've been playing music ever since, you know. I've been working seven days a week and just trying to avoid elevators. Now, who is, uh, throw around some names of uh, people you've you've played with and, and played in front of, because it's, it's quite the list, I, I seem to recall. Um, well, the, the most famous one was, I did a tour with, this is in the days of when I had a fear flying, with Jeff Baxter from the Doobie Brothers. I was asked, my dear friend Adrian Scott, who worked for Roland, um, he he produced, uh, like he played all the string parts on some of Dragon's songs, Are You Old Enough? Brilliant musician. And we had a duo going anyway. So anyway, I, we used to go and do all these shows for Roland around Australia. And... Uh, 
but they rolled and said, we're, we're bringing out this new synthesizer guitar and uh, Jeff Baxter's coming out, but he just doesn't want to do, um, you know, those promotional things where they just play. He wants to do shows with a band. He goes, would you like to be the lead singer? Oh, what? Of course I would. He goes, but there's six weeks of flying because they knew I had a few. So I actually went saw psychiatrist. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he worked out that I, I even wrote this line in a song. I wrote, oh, it's Jonah in the Ark. You know, do you know Jonah and the Whale? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jonah had the same. That's what I had. Anything I got on, a plane, a boat, would sink, crash, whatever, was me. was me. I was bad spirits. So he knocked that out of me. And, and Jeff, Jeff used to make a lot of fun of, of me flying. And every time we'd land, he goes, Marty, we survived another one. <laughs> <laughs> And he was sweet. He was a beautiful guy. He used to call me Paolo Macaroni because he said I was the Italian version of McCarthy. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so he called me Paolo Macaroni. But, uh, and that was great. And Mark Kennedy on drums, uh, Adrian Scott on keyboard synthesizer. We did Hey Hey too. We did Reeling in the Years yeah. on Hey. And I talked him into doing Ricky that Don't Lose That Number. And I played bass in it because all the bass parts were programmed. Um, yeah, so that was fun. Um, so there's that. Then I've worked for, uh, I played Prince Charles and Lady Di, private party there. I got oh, yeah. to meet Charlie and a very drunk Diana. <laughs> Is that right? She was there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she had this cocking accent. Oh, 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 oh yeah. It was just, so, uh, and you could see that would happen. You know, you could, uh, even then you could see she didn't really care much for him and he didn't care for her, which was really sad. I noticed that anyway. Yeah. Um, I've worked for the, you know, Kerry Packer was a dear friend. The family still are. I used to fly up every second week to go and play at some cocktail party and then fly home and go to the tunnel and start working at 11 till 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, and then of course I worked with Bert Newton in 1989. I was actually part of the, a member of the cast. I used to go in every day whether I sang or not. Yeah. And if, when I didn't sing, I used to do the warm up. Or the audience format with John Deeks and we just sing dirty songs and make all the lovely little old ladies laugh and yeah, it was good. And Bert was just Bert was just wonderful for me. Um he was really good. Nice yeah, bloke. Yeah. Oh who else? Oh, well, I played at John the oh the guy who died this um his fortieth birthday party up in Queensland. Oh you own Channel Seven. Oh, Christopher Scase. Christopher Scase. Case. Lovely man. I played at his 40th birthday party, and the guest there was about 20 people in, in this huge marquee, and just me on stage. And some of the guests was John Farnham, um, oh, geez, some, some famous actors, Kelly Callerman, who was the original Hot Lips in uh, the movie. Yeah, was that's there. right. In Mash, so yeah. I, I, John saw me, and he waved at me, and I started playing the intro to help. <laughs> He's waving his arm around. No, I'm not getting up. I'm not getting up. And I just kept pursuing it. And he got up and I played help for him. And everyone just came up on stage and everybody wanted to sing a song. And it was, that was fantastic. Fantastic party. Yeah, what a good... I gr- played Gretel Packer's 21st. Yeah. Um, and, I, and John Farnham was the main act there, Whispering Jack. I had the whole band, the whole thing set up. And I was playing just in between dinner music. And Bob Hawke was there. And I'll never forget, here I am bragging, but I was supposed to play from midnight, alternating with a DJ. You do half an hour, I do half an hour. And the DJ was uh, Richard Wilkins. Oh, okay, so, yes. So, so Richard goes, I'll go on first, and then you go on. And so 
Richard did half an hour. I went on at 12.30. You know what time I got off? No. 6.30 in the morning. They oh, would not wow. let me off the piano. And I got a beautiful letter from Gretel Packer thanking me for the marathon effort. <laughs> and uh, and they threw in a few extra bucks too. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's nice. Um, yeah. Now, the Marty Rose Band, uh, still yep. going to this day, still doing gigs. Uh, any, yep. Anything locked in in the short term you want to give a plug to? Uh, yeah, we're doing a private party. And look, it's between – problem is that Gil Matthews, our, I can't believe I'm playing in a band with Gil Matthews, who I was a huge fan of, Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs. Yeah. He's involved with other people. Uh, he does a lot of work with Normie Rowe, and uh, Normie's been out here. He's been very so work-wise. We're limited to what we can do and can't do. Because and then I've still got my solo career going. Uh, but I give it all up just to play in the band. But there just doesn't seem to be enough venues out there at the moment. There, there was for a while, uh, and then because we had David Briggs in the band at one stage too from Little River Band. Yep. And um, so. Where am I going with this? Yeah, so the, the next place we're playing is Music Land, uh, the 22nd of October. It's a Sunday. At, it's freebie. And, mate, what a venue that is. That's that designed for bands. The stage is huge. Yeah. Proper PA system, sound engineer, fallback and, and lighting. It just sounds like a concert. Yeah, so we've done it twice. First time we did it, the place was just jumping and packed. Uh, we did it again. And now we're doing it on the 22nd of October. But I, we do have a Marty Rose band page on Facebook. Okay, and yes. We put all our upcoming venues on that. Um, so, yeah. Geeks, so yeah. get on to yeah, the Facebook. Great place to advertise stuff like that. So get on Facebook. to Facebook. Just Marty Rose band on Facebook. People will find yeah, it. Yeah, the Marty Rose band. You go to my page too. I sometimes have the Marty Rose. Uh, uh, but the Marty Rose band. And it's got all the details. It's got some great clips of us doing some songs live. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's great, yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Now, we should get into some uh, favourites before we run out of time, given that's sort of the, the point of the segment. We should, we should get to it. I'm having a little glass of wine, too, as we speak to calm my nerves. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to randomly – I've got a list of 50 favourites, and I just sort of randomly put my finger on the list and then just read it out. Uh, okay. Favourite childhood bedtime story? Probably – Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that that works out well. Uh, I like the big bubble. Favorite alcoholic drink? Oh, well, you just mentioned a red wine. I'm a, I love red wine. Uh, my favorite. I love. I love the Capstab. A good Capstab. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, favorite TV show which is no longer in production. Oh, Gilligan. Oh, no, no. Uh, go right back. What the Dobie Gillis? Dobie Gillis. A, a very He's early Bob Denver. That's Maynard J. Crabs. He was the guy. He was Gilligan. Gilligan, Gilligan. yeah. Bob Bob Denver in in both those yeah. shows. Yes, as as we know, I'm a little younger than you, and, yeah. <laughs> and Gilligan's Island was mine. So we've we've got Me Bob too. Bob Denver in uh, in in uh, in common there. Uh, I, did, I did like uh, Lost in Space. I fancy Judy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's fair <laughs> enough. Can't argue there. <laughs> uh, favorite chip flavor? You know, like uh, your salt and vinegar, your plain. Oh, just plain salt. Just salt, plain? Salt. Yeah. Yep. Favourite board game? But I used to love Monopoly. Yeah. But no one's got time to play it anymore in this busy world we live in. <laughs> I've actually, I've got the Monopoly app on my phone. 
So I, I, I play. Oh, really? Yeah, you play against the computer because you because oh, wow. you can pause it and go back every time you open the app. It just picks up where you left off. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Good on you. Um, favorite beach. Thank God. Um, I do love um, um, what's that place in Mornington? Um, Safety Beach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love Safety Beach. I Sa- love that area. Safety Beach fact: it was originally known as Shark Bay. I know. Yeah, isn't that great? It's fantastic. Yeah, I I bought this little boat and I used to love cruising around that area too because it was always calm. It was always calm, the water. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Safety Beach, that's why I think they changed it to Safety Beach. Go on. Uh, favourite moment this year? Favourite moment this year? Oh, oh, come on. The last half was Collingwood won the grand final. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've just lost some friends. Uh, no, that, no, that's that's fair enough. It's a good call and good on them for a great win. Uh, yeah. Favorite snack? Favorite snack? Well, um, oh, I love chips, peanuts, salty peanuts, chips. Yep. Yeah. Uh, favorite dance? Oh, that's a tough one. Dance? Yeah. Uh, musicians do not dance, I, but I do like watching other people dance. Um, I didn't mind watching dancing with the stars. That, that tableau, whatever they, that Spanish dancing, the girls shouldn't do. Very sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah where the, the girls sort of grab their dress and sort of fling it around and, and the oh. guys, the guys hold their hand above their head clicking their fingers. Fantastic. It's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, and la- last one, let's go favorite cartoon character. Oh my God. Um, oh, I've got to love Homer Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, I think Homer Simpson. Just off the top of my head, I probably Bugs Bunny at the door, Daffy Duck. But Homer Simpson, he reminds me of me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, that's, you, you look like Paul McCartney and Billy Joel. I'm the one who looks like Homer Simpson. So, so I, 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 I lose out there. Oh, you're a good looking man. That's all. You got all this. Oh, you're very kind. Uh, Marty Rose, it's been great to chat to you. I've enjoyed the chat very much. And long may Marty Rose and the Marty Rose Band continue. Yes, come and check out the band, guys. It's a fun band, I tell you. It's a really good band. Thank you, Simon Owens. I really appreciate this. My pleasure. That's uh, Marty Rose.